your top podcast for healings, transformations, and painful and badass awakenings. My name is Alexander, and I'll be your host today. Um, today, we're going to talk about, I was coming up with different words for it, hectic healing, uh, healing frenzy, uh, all these different words for healing and healing something that, you know, as a child, I thought, you know, was it always felt good, like... But I've learned that healing, I, I mean, honestly, what I believe healing is now, what I believe healing was a few years ago, and what I believe healing was when I was a teenager is way in motion. And um, when I was younger, my, my motion, my idea of healing was just to escape my pain. It was never, never to heal it. I didn't, I, you know. The only healing my body did was all the natural, like bone setting, all the things it does on its own already. So any emotional work or any like thing that required the this in my heart and um, was very tough for me. I was loaded with emotions and passions and I was a kid just like I am now full of full of passion and I love deeply and loyally and I um a lot of times my emotions I mean all the times my emotions would get the best of me growing up and then then I found opioids and then they really got the best of me but I thought I was escaping my pain I even began to believe I wasn't in the same pains I was as a kid so what I mean is when I was a kid and I started with some trauma in my teens and I mean it was awful but that's not the point of this conversation. Um, it was, there was some pain and I just wanted to run away from it. And I was a little kid. I mean, yeah, I was probably 11 or 12 and I just wanted to get away from it. And honestly, that is a step in the healing process. There's no question in my idea of healing that healing is, you require space. Um, you know, I like to say sacred, safe space. And I'm sure, you know, you can see how with physical trauma and things, that's totally true. You need to get away from abusive situations. But the thing is, um, I have a lot of heart in me. And when I'm not in balance, my shadow self, my darker, my darker side comes out to protect me. So what I mean is you'll learn that your heart or whatever you believe about yourself. And I say this, my heart and the truth of the matter. And what I believe in the matter truly will always manifest. Like, so even if I'm telling all this bullshit with my mind, uh, the situation, the fear or whatever I'm not facing will appear in my world no matter what. And so it took me a long time to see that running away from these heart pains and these traumas and stuff, I didn't see how that one traumatic event, that, it's all connected. Like that event potentiates or you know from one event to the next so i'm in trauma i'm in pain i don't know how to heal and i only want to get away from it so then things that help me escape my life not face my life take over and i'm in escapism and all escapism is is like for me is finding another sensation of the body that's higher than the one i was trying to run away for so it could be a i could be high it could be relationships so if i'm running from trauma um, drugs, you know, all these things just changed my makeup for a moment, but it was always temporary. All those things, you know, we use um, kind of the darker healing things that are part of the healing nature. 
you know, end up, I mean, like for me, I got stuck in time because I couldn't, I couldn't face my past. So for me, uh, all these things I did, like all my painkiller addiction, the opioids, all the criminal activity, all of that stuff, they are completely connected to the first events in my life. And I can't believe, I mean, I reasoned psychologically why that may be so, and I'm not an idiot. I get it in terms of like distance understanding, like looking at something from a mind state, but now I really experientially understand all of it. So like these ideas now are experience and that comes with age. So healing is, healing has been really fucking hard for me, even to like talk about this and to get to explain like some of the things going on in my heart recently has been very challenging. So when I was in the past, I would have tried to escape my pain through, you know, drugs, women. I mean, women seemed like the best one because that was the okay one. Like, like get a girlfriend, get married, let sex and love help you escape your pain. They'll heal you. And like these ideas that society really pushes on us, you know, and they're all part of a great world if they're used, you know, love. I love love, but till I learned how to open my heart up and love myself and let go of any reason why I'm loving, just love. It was fucking a life was such a torture. I was always trying to feed the beast, the fake love, the false self, the the karmic, you know, substances. I mean, good grief, whatever it took to support that habit after I found those opioids. I did. I mean, I wrote fake scripts. I stole from everyone. I betrayed everyone I ever knew. And those things, the shame that comes with that began to get like more healing issues. So it was quite a cluster of, you know, messes that I created, but I also had no, like my part in the thing, some of the situations was very little and I wasn't responsible for my dad dying. I wasn't responsible for my dad's choices growing up or my mom's or any of those things, but I am part of it. So I ran for a while and believe me, there's no one on earth that probably could have got me to face my shit in my early twenties. I mean, holy shit, that was a very hard time in life. I already had been to rehab by this age and was told all these things about what addiction healing is and what other people's ideas of sobriety is and what their dogma tells them they must do to be better and so i went from i don't know society just tells us like religious dogma and it's in science it's i mean honestly the the pharmaceutical industry is more dogmatic than any religion out there which uh, uh, you know not any but you know they're very close tie um so I don't want to lose my train of thought on this healing stuff. I just learned healing and divine love, like whole, it's amazing and wholeness, but it's a lot of things. And yes, all the things of my early existence were part of it. Like I did have to, you know, get space. I did have to analyze and contemplate everything that happened. I did have to make a lot of more wrong choices to verify those, you know, hypotheses of shame and trauma and stuff. But what I do know about healing and um, 
and any type of forgiveness. And I'm doing bringing this up because the past month I've been agitated, been frustrated. I've been taking out a lot of things on my closest friends. Um, it just in a more aggressive way. Um, and it is honestly, I can always find issues that have to do with them that do play into it. But truth is, it all has to do with me. So I'm talking about this healing stuff to help share my journey of forgiveness. And um, also just, I know other people are going through stuff like this. So this past few months, I, I'm also proud of how I've processed things, you know, so healing, um, healing is a lot of things. Um, but I want to read from this book, uh, shaman book, and this has some really cool eight basic healing things that I've learned that started. So when I got it, when I started healing, I started facing myself, my fat, my past, my, um, honestly, my fear, you'll find that fear just keeps you from facing things. It literally says, Oh no, that's going to happen. We got to be afraid, 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 afraid. And usually the idea is a total delusion. It might be scary for a second, but once you walk through it, it's never as bad as it seems. And if it's as bad as you think or worse, you're probably dead. So it doesn't matter. So what I've learned is fear and love, like spirit people have said for a while, you have faith or fear or love or fear or just no love or more love. It's very interesting with the mind. So anyway, eight concepts of healing. So healing is a lifelong journey towards wholeness. Healing is remembering what has been forgotten about connection and unity and interdependence among all living and non-living things. Healing is embracing what is most feared. I love that one because I've never seen healing take place without of courage. And um, so anyone that's healed out there, you are a courageous person. Yeah, number four, healing is opening what has been closed, softening what has been hardened into obstruction. That makes me almost just tear up because my, my own pain makes me that angry, responsive person. Like I was talking about where I take it out on my friends or wherever I'm out in my world. It used to be, it would be coworkers and it would be, you know, even the guy to the podcast with Brody, my friend, I have very much been more agitated because I've been more tender. And like I said, those shadow, the shadow self, those darker tendencies will come out to protect you when you're, when you're not following your heart self. So like I, I, I see this like an example of that is like how I wrote prescriptions to get oxycodone against the law. Like I was protecting myself and I in no way thought I cared about first of all, I still honestly don't care about system laws like that. I understand why they exist, but I, I believe that someday we might live in a society where we don't need to be guard, like protected by this awful fear-based system. Anyway. So number five, healing, healing is entering into the transcendent timeless moment when one experiences the divine totally true um as i honestly go into my heart and feel it um time and space disappear so you learn that the past is the present is the now so these traumas from childhood without being looked at are still stored like they're real and now 
So I had traumas that once I finally just looked at, like, oh my, and what looking at it, opening my heart to it, not up here, like, oh yeah, yeah. no, letting those thoughts saturate the, the heart and let the seeds plant of what you say. Is that real? What does that feel like? Let's walk through that. So number seven, healing is seeking and expressing self in its fullness. It's light and shadow. It's male and female. So that's why I like to talk about it's assertive and receptive. And, you know, it's letting go of perfectionism. And like, for me, I get so worried about because I get eccentric and off topic that I end up, my very fear of going off topic creates me going off topic topic because I'm that powerful like we all are and we're all able to do this so number eight and this is a big one healing is learning to trust life now number eight for me after all the pain after the jails institutions and deaths and all those things and the yeah even like all the damage I would say learned from sh other people's shame that are entangled into systems and structures like 12-step programs that are designed for good and there's great people in them but they're so loaded all with dogma shame guilt because we all were programmed and taught through shame and guilt even in america it's just true like it if you don't understand this and see how it's embedded in the way our school systems are taught our programs are taught out our religions are taught everything is about unworthiness and shame and uh, and how if you don't do what they say is the, you know, 10 commandments, the 674 laws of Moses, whatever, you're unworthy. And that is fucking bullshit. All of it. It's fucking bullshit. So I see, I just can't understand sometimes how these systems have stayed around for so long because man, I, I can tell you one thing. I'm so fucking grateful for my ability to question everything. And then to apply what I've learned through questioning. So to bring it back to, um, you know, healing and that stuff and how do we heal this system? How do we, what's healing going to look like? What does healing continue to look like? So for me, as I worked through my trauma and shame and all of it, I, like I said, get hypervigilant still. I have PTSD, um, I have things from the past that really freak me out sometimes. And I don't even, I don't talk about uh, that much because it's, it's here. It's a fear that, you know, I, I sometimes have this fear that someone's just going to burst into my house or room and, you know, like gang jump, you know, like beat me up or like these things that our fears carried from prison and before and just through the system, right? I, Prison was part of my story, but jail and rehabs and the streets and, you know, that type of stuff had already been part of my story. So I guess with healing too, what I've learned is to be brave and courage. Like it's unlikely that those things will happen unless I go and create situations that will do that. Like I learned that I create my own harm and I remember I, when I was going to prison, I was pretty scared. I was having nervous breakdowns and like these psychotic breaks. And it happens to people. You see a lot of people pretend to be even crazy or all these things in the 
intake to get away from the more dangerous yards, especially if they have like, you know, sex offenses or things that are, those are charges you don't want to have in prison. I went through with drug charges and just dumb shit. Thank God. No violent things either. I wasn't part of gangs. I, but it's still terrifying because as an empath, I was feeling this fear constantly. And, And that fear of being stuck somewhere and forgotten about in all these relationships that I wanted so bad to heal were dead and stuck. And see, I'm it took it's taken time. And I guess it still takes time to release that, to release the frustration. I'm frustrated. I get upset that I didn't make the right choices, the shame with my choices, the dishonesty. Oh, man, like I don't care about writing fake scripts to the system for Oxycontin, you know, but I sure as hell don't like the lies I wrote to people, the lies I wrote in my heart to try to pretend. I mean, good grief, right? That's why I think a system based in shame is already awful. It's a bad idea because we truly, when you, we shame ourselves enough, we blame ourselves enough. And that includes we, and we blame others far too much. So as I've learned to work through my healing, I, I can get hypersensitive through these periods of time. And I overcorrect things. I, I'm looking for a, a fear, something to be afraid of. Uh, like I went to a war and I've never been able to come back when I didn't go to a war. I don't have the like pride of fighting for my country. I have the shame of being in the system as a, and that's the shame that a lot of men through those places carry it. Ugh. I think the sadness some of those men had that they're there forever. And I've been trying to, to shake it off as Taylor Swift might say, but I, um, it's been challenging. I, I know that I used to wake up in there and, or in jail or any of the, and you would be like, Oh my God, where am I? Like, it's the same feeling when you wake up from a, or you're resuscitated from a near death experience or overdose. Uh, you, at least I remember I went from like totally on the other side to alive and cold and it felt life felt like death and the other side felt like life and but being woken up resuscitated paramedics cops the the first overdose experience with everything around you is probably the best example of what your life is going to look like for the next 10 years if because the fear of that happening again, dread creates panic, creates the same thing. So I love, man. So I found love. I found real love. I started learning in DOC how to be really bravely, strangely kooky and honest, not kooky to be crazy, but I had to be willing to do yoga on the yard and breathe like a freaking spaz. And I know people might know it, but I had a lot of dental surgery and implant work done. But when I was in prison, I was missing a lot of my teeth. And 
So my smile, which I, I love, like, Sila, it's so funny. I can't look at myself on the screen when the, I remember the shame. Cause look, I didn't want to look in the mirror is what my heart's trying to say right there. But now I can look in the mirror and I smile and I'm so grateful. But there was a time with that shame and I still have it at times. I feel like an imposter because my story and the way I look are far different. And um, it's really cool, actually. So I found love. I started meditating and I, um, I had to stop blocking myself from people I love dearly. I had like a few exes, um, people that I really loved unconditionally. And they didn't have the same feelings for me. And because of that, my fear, actually, they did have the love feel me for me and stuff. They just didn't like the awful choices I made over and over and over again, you know. And that's okay. But the I had to learn how to open up my healing because if I blocked any of these people that I truly loved unconditionally, it was like blocking myself from everything. And it makes so much sense to me now. But then I was ashamed to feel like positive things about people that were not happy with me and not because I didn't think wonderful things about them. It's, I felt judged, even though they, I was judging myself. I had not even spoken to these people, but I, you know, you feel like the outcast, the pariah, the, the stupid boy that made up bullshit lies and then also lied to everyone was relapsing and see all that stuff um it stayed with me for a while i couldn't get brave i shame ruled me fear of that rejection that the pain i guess i felt when i lost those things i love but learning that i never lost any of them or anything took getting brave enough to be like, okay, well, they might feel that way. They might feel that way about me. And I understand through my empathy and introspection why, but I'm still a worthy divine son of the creator and I'm worthy and I'm loved and I'm wise and look what I've turned around. And But the healing journey as I have battled a lot of different things, all myself, <laughs> but a lot of different selves, I um so healing I found love but with love took courage and persistence and a daily um good grief my journals are like it was so heavy today it's so toxic but I did it I released it and now I have days where I'm only feeling that way maybe for a few moments and when I do it's honored and expressed and shared like what I'm doing right now talking about my whole experience, even though not only get 50 people that listen to it, but for my heart, it's like I've shared it with the world. I've been brave enough to share it here as an open heart. That's what I've learned. Authenticity, trust. You start becoming, I'm trustworthy. I can't believe, like how fucking happy it was to not be trusted, but to know that you know you're, to know you have more in you, you know? <laughs> anyway, I am so 
grateful I found love and I found this forgiveness and I found how shame is a big fucking distortion. It's, it's a distortion. Like I read in a book that from, I think it was a stoic book, but anything, any positives gained by shaming someone is lost through all the insecurity, fear, and the negative consequences it creates. I can tell you that most of prison violence comes from shame and anger and people's inability to express it. Like what was so hard about prison was that I felt like crying in ways inside deeply a lot, but I couldn't. My body wouldn't let it out unless I felt safe in a safe space, which would be like, luckily, my prison era involved showers that were gave us safe space, but that wasn't a thing. Man, see progress, right? Progress. We're making progress. Anyway, I just know that if you're in shame and anger and things like that can come out like to protect you. Like I get angry to protect myself, frustrated. It's energy. And when it's not moved, it it can come out in anger, which creates regret. And we all know those cycles like hurt creates hurt. So Anyway, I am going to leave it with gratitude that I am here and I'm free. I'm able to meditate like a badass now. I'm truthful. I'm courageous. And I'm able to do all those things I wasn't able to do just a few years back. And I mean way more things too. Like I'm healthier. I I just have more connection to people. Relationships are all so much better. But... There are these periods of time where I go inward, I guess, like the winter season for a few weeks and, you know, winter leads to spring, right? So I, that's what I like is the winter season is a kind of a warrior season. It takes a lot of energy and it takes your own inner chi, you know, your inner fire to keep you warm because the outer sun is a little less there. Anyway, I am um, grateful that I have good, honest friends and wise friends now. Um, And I'm grateful for all those friends that had the courage to tell me the truth, the courage to tell me the truth when I had harmed them, and the courage to honor their hearts. It's honestly like I am, I'm grateful for healing. And like I said, my, I think my favorite one in this list though is Healing is embracing what is most feared. That doesn't mean we have to worry about manifesting these awful realities. No. You're open to all possibilities. It doesn't mean you condone all actions. So anyway, I'll leave it with that. Thank you for listening. Love you guys.